Yeah, it's wild sounds. Like, I don't understand how a full-grown man can't play this song. I was playing the Sex Pistols. Who's that? Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious? He couldn't, he didn't know how to play bass, so they just kept his shit unplugged or, uh, you know. Sid Vicious from WWE? No, the dude from the Sex Pistols who, like, killed uh, his girlfriend out of a heroin overdose. Do you guys remember, um, Sid Vicious from the WWE at all? Can't say I do. Can't say I do. No. Yeah, no. Mario, no? I, no. I, I, I used to love wrestling when I was little. I liked wrestling. But I, I was I was more like the Attitude Hour, like Stone Cold, American Badass Undertaker. You the know, People's the Champ himself. I love Undertaker. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Dude, ho- yeah. Dude, I met him back when I was a uh, wee toddler um, in Florida. In, uh, where was it? Tampa Bay, I believe. That's a very Hulk Hogan place to be at. Was he? Uh, was he? Yeah. With De- was he with Dennis Rodman? Remember that? Um, <laughs> yeah. He, nah, he wasn't, dude. I, I was like three years old, dude. Day before a champion. I should love, him. bro. Whatever. That was happened, awesome. Whatever. That was happened, the greatest thing. What was? That in the in the Last Dance documentary where the, 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 uh, the day before <laughs> he's like in the middle of the finals, he just shows up. <laughs> He's with Hulk Hogan <laughs> walking out to the fucking ring. Oh, shit, bro. <laughs> Smoking a cigar. That's a classic Hulk Hogan move. You know what I mean? Dude, it's awesome. I used to... Because as you guys know, like I, I used to I used to full-time stream on the Twitch. And there, there was like a real... Full-time streamer. Good. Yeah, and there, were, there was like a, a real like Hulk Hogan theme... To my channel like uh when somebody would subscribe it would play like the hulk hogan theme song and uh if somebody ever like requested the hulk hogan theme i do like what i called hulkamania shit where i, I do like you know like the <laughs> and i like pretend like i'm ripping off my shirt and then they do like the thing that like hulk hogan would do well yeah whatever happened by the way welcome to another episode of in the paint oh, we God. are live after oh. uh you know, about an hour of trying to figure out everything. We're here again with Knockout Kings. Um, yeah, man. Whatever happened to fucking pro wrestling? Does anyone know? Like that know, used man. to be the shit. It got too kiddish. Well, I actually, I think the thing about wrestling is I don't think it's dead. Just it's got like a real like niche now, and the people that love it freaking love it. Like they live and breathe wrestling. I know because my cousin is actually one of those people. Like he he, he like bases his whole life around less wrestling. It's crazy. Right. A lot of people do, man. I, I did. used to watch it. My my neighbors used to get all the wrestling pay per view and everything back in the day. Dude, I don't know if any of you guys ever. Uh watched wrestlemania or any of like the pay-per-views i've seen a few yeah i bought a few back in 04 bro oh my dad did those things like even even back to the days of wcw when you had like sting goldberg hulkamania the new world order man like seriously like that was like the pinnacle of wrestling and then you know it just what happened the undertaker started driving (laughs) motorcycles that's what happened (laughs) That was the attitude, Oh, whoa, 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 you're talking shit on my boy. Yo, that no, was no, no, like, no, no, no. I'm not talking. No, you <laughs> said what happened. Dude, 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 you know who got me in The Undertaker? Because he was my favorite wrestler for a while. Who's that? My grandma, dude. My grandmother. Fucking right. Fucking right. That's, <laughs> that is an OG of a grandmother. That is the coolest fucking thing ever, right? Fuck yeah, man. So I got a little fun fact about The Undertaker. Because, you know, when he was the biker, his theme song was Rollin' by Limp Bizkit. 
Right. And when I was little, I dead ass, I'm not even kidding, I thought it was Metallica. Because, like, it would just play. It would be like, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And, like, like you know, he's got his voice kind of, like, gritty and raspy, like James from Metallica. Right. So, and that's the only part of the song that they would play. So, when I was little, like, I just, I thought it was Metallica. I'd be like, whoa, Undertaker coming out to Metallica. That's cool. I could see how you can mistake uh, Limp Bizkit for Metallica. Really? Said no one ever. I was going to say, what the fuck? <laughs> well, if I heard Fred Durst rapping, I would know. It would be like, okay, they never rap. No, I know what you mean. He's got, Fred Durst has got a real grunge voice and uh, kind of like, I guess, a little bit like James Hetfield. Musically, though, they're completely different. That's oh, saying. musically, they're completely the opposite. Yeah, right. But, uh,. No matter how you feel about them, too, that's a guilty pleasure song. Oh, dude, I I, I love Roland. Limp Bizkit in general is a guilty pleasure, man. Limp Bizkit, I think, is one of those bands where it's like, I love to make fun of them, but then somewhere down the line, I just started to legitimately like them. Dude, it's like they have a couple good songs. I'm not even going to lie. You know what I mean? Um, I believe off their Chocolate Starfish, Hot Dog Flavored Water... Just even naming album that is ridiculous. But well, you know, he actually—I know Fred Durst. Like he named Limp Bizkit with the intention of like pissing people off. I think it was like between that, it was like Blood Fart or like uh, well, I forget. I forget the names, I but mean, he had a whole bunch of like crazy. Yeah, names. we talked about it like a couple of weeks ago, and that was yeah. just like it was just absurd names that just talked about you know balls and farts and crap. I will say though, I will, oh, this has been the most all over the place opening of any show so far. <laughs> Fuck it, bro. That's how we do it, man. I mean, hey, you guys are back. Um, the guys from the Pop Punk Podcast. You might know them from that. You might know them from them playing music, Knockout Kings, man. Um, and that's, I mean, we're gonna be here talking about that. But uh, yeah, man. I don't know. This night's kind of been all over. You know yeah, what I mean, I, I mean I, I've been keeping my tabs on Ed, Ed over here. You know, I'm worried about him. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> been he up for like tw- he's, he's turning into the Walking Dead, man. Every time I look at him, he's just like, I've been up for 20 hours in a row, man. Yeah, you know, I'm getting a little. <laughs> well, I'm entering that delirious stage, part two. Welcome back, guys. Um, well, thank you. I thank appreciate you. appreciate you inviting us back, Johnny Boy, and. Mr. Absolutely. Yeah, come on, Casaro. Ah, hey, there you go. It. First he got it. First try. Uh, yeah, uh, cassette. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Cassette. Mario, the cassette player. Yeah, some of the names he said like Caruso. I thought, I thought it was Carousel. the Carousel before. Well, that's your nickname, the Carousel Baby, because you know how these they be hopping on and off all night, baby, nonstop. Oh, yeah, but you guys. Are... If, if my girlfriend Emily's listening, he's kidding. <laughs> Twirling in a circle. I love you and he's kidding. Uh, Mario, we know you have a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> she goes that, to another school. Wow, that joke finally came full circle. Full fucking circle, bro. Um, yeah, no, wait, I, I'm honored to be your uh, first return guest, you said, first, right? First return guest, yes. So, um, And that's going to be a thing, too, coming up where, uh, you know, I think through the month of November, December, we're going to have... I'm going to, you know, attempt to have some returnees come back on the show. Um, so shout out to everyone who's has been on the show. And um, yeah, man, this has uh, been crazy. Little, little, little journey, we'll call it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we, so why don't you give everyone a little background of why 
not just for the podcast, but why you're back again. So uh, today we actually we came over and we were recording a song. So we a um, couple weeks ago we recorded a demo of a song that we got coming up. And uh, today we were coming back and we were recording the I guess final version of the song. And uh, and yeah, and we were just sitting here we're like, yo, let's do another podcast. Yeah, I didn't know about it until I walked in the door. So I usually have to mentally prepare for these things. But yeah, I'm doing it off the fly, off the rip. Sometimes, honestly, for me, that's I like... I feel like that's like the best way to go sometimes. Exactly, dude. That's like... I, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's it's been uh, it's been fun doing it that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, you always say you want to have like some type of talking points, but... At the end of the day, man, it's just like we're all here talking shit, you know? Yeah, I mean? I mean that's kind of like why we're like why we started this in the first place. Like literally, I mean, and even now, like I just mentioned a bit ago with the opening, like yeah, it, it kind of hops right in the conversation now. It's just fun, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree, concur. Um, but no, yeah, so it, it's been cool being able to uh, you know track you guys and track the progress and everything, and um, you know Mario, you know helping us do that and that's been fucking awesome um yeah man i'm excited to see what you guys got in the pipeline i know we kind of probably talked about it uh briefly on the last show but um as far as you know your your songs moving forward so i call this song root 66 yeah it's not execute order 66 it's a uh revenge of the sith reference right my favorite prequel my favorite Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith? That's my favorite prequel movie. Yeah, it's actually a good movie. I think one or two are legitimately not good movies, but I actually like three, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a soft spot for episode one just because I was a kid. Like, had all the toys and everything, but... Yeah, I mean... Darth he, Maul's pretty cool. But. Yeah, like, so I, I, I used to defend episode one until I actually saw, like, wait... They re-released it a couple years ago, like in the movies. The 3D and, one. Yeah, in 3D. I yeah. was there. I saw. And that's it. that's when I. That's actually the first time I ever saw the movie start to finish. Before that, I just had my like my dad had it on DVD, and I would just skip to the end, like the little lightsaber fight against Darth which Maul, is which is my yeah. favorite of the prequel fights. Which it, it, it's a cool scene. Like it, it, cool. it yeah, it, it kind of sucks that it's in a kind of crappy movie because it's a really good scene. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, John, you were, uh... No, man, um, fucking Revenge of the Sith is a good movie. Um, but, no, man, I mean, I'm excited, uh, you know, having you guys over the last, you know, couple weeks, or maybe it was two weeks ago, and then this week, but just being able to, like, kind of grow the, like, the process, like, together, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're both doing things differently that... You know, that's why we did the whole first time, the first demo, quote unquote, thing. Yeah. Is because to get a better idea of where you guys wanted to sound and what I wanted to put out and and kind of focus on, you know, uh, as far as anything digital, you know what I mean? And, and that side of things. So I'm pretty happy the way things things are turning out. Um, there's still some work to go. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. So. What's your plans beyond this, though? What's your plans beyond this song? Or, or after this song, are you guys, you know, this is what you're throwing out? So, yeah. So we talked about this a little bit. I think we want to, what we want to do is we want to release the the singles. We're going to release them as singles. And then when we have, like, I think 
four or five singles done, we're going to release them as an EP. And then that'll be like that'll be like our EP release, so to speak. But I think we we definitely I think we want to do singles like first, like release them all as singles, right? Because that just kind of seems to be the way things are going now. And like you know, like with Spotify and you know Apple Music and everything, a yeah. lot of a, a lot of bands are just kind of putting out singles now. But we we don't want to not do like, like EPs and like full length albums and everything because we personally just think that kind of stuff is really cool. Yeah. So I think it's a nice compromise. We'll put them out as singles until we have like an EP's worth of tracks or like a, a full length album's worth of tracks, and then we'll put them all out like as a I guess compilation, so to speak. Right. Yeah, I do remember you guys talking about that, um, putting it all together. But you know, um, just the process, I guess, of, you know, actually getting out and, and I guess more so along the lines of, the, of a timeline, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, do you have, do you have, do you have a relative timeline right now or, or how do things look? Uh, well, once we get the ball rolling, I definitely would like to start getting songs out maybe monthly. Cause all right, right now it's, it is, uh, um, well currently when everyone sees this, so it's September 12th. Um, what's your plans at knockout King September 12th right now? What's your plans going into, into the holiday season, into the new year, into a 2021 fresh start? Where where do you you see knockout Kings? So I guess if you want a timeline on when the single will be done, I would say I'd probably try to shoot for like maybe November. Okay. So to speak. That's a few weeks. You have anything to add, Ed? No, nah, I mean, I think T's definitely more of the kind of more businessy suits guy, which is kind of cool because I, in previous bands and other earlier iterations of this band, I always been the suit business dude. But I think my job now is just I just try to keep pumping out music that I'm proud of and then handing it over to you know T to kind of figure it out. That's just pretty much what I'm trying to do. But I don't have a time limit though, you know. I want to just release the best product humanly possible. Yes. And, you know, because, you know, there's no pressure from labels or anybody saying you got to put this out next month. It's more like, well, you know, it's going to come out when it's going to come out when it's proud. Yeah, right. yeah. I think we'd, we'd definitely rather have, uh, we'd rather, we'd be like Grand Theft Auto. You know, like they always have one come out every like, yeah, you got to wait like five, six years. But then when it comes out, it's freaking good. It's fire. Yeah. 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 It's almost like uh, Limp Biscuit too. Yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs> you know. Hell yeah, especially uh, their cover of Faith. Dude, their cover of Behind Blue Eyes is actually a fire cover. Yeah, I just gotta front. say real quick, the first, I think the first time I ever heard the Limp Biscuit cover of Faith, I was at an Applebee's. Uh, for that's a very fitting place to hear that. I, I was at an Applebee's. It was my friend's twenty first birthday. Uh your first twenty first? No, my friend's twenty first. Were, were, were you having like the dollar margaritas? Yeah, well, he was. Dude, yeah. that's a perfect. Um, <laughs> solid. And there is these, there's like these two guys that I think were like in their thirties buying him drinks all night, and it was also karaoke night at the Applebee's, and the one guy goes up like drunk as fuck, and he just sings Limp Bizkit's Faith. He does like well. They had the George Michael version, I think, on like the karaoke machine. But he's singing like the like he's doing like the screams, like "Just gotta have faith." Right. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, were you doing it? You were doing the. Uh... 
I wasn't singing Limp Bizkit's Faith. No, I think I did sing Ice Ice Baby, though. Solid, Dude, that's bro. a great... <laughs> that's even better. That's like the perfect drunken Applebee's karaoke night. <laughs> yeah, a short from uh, like Sweet Home Alabama and like uh, Sweet Caroline. Yeah, that's... Don't uh, Stop Believing. Don't Stop uh, Believing. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That's another band. Like, they have so many great songs, Journey. And they all get, like, completely ignored. I don't know, dude. For that. I don't know. I mean, dude, Journey as individuals are some talented individuals. Neil Sean, by he far. a great guitar player. Great. Amazing. Amazing. He, play, he was playing with um, Carlos Santana at the mm-hmm. age of 12. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. It's amazing. 11. Touring with him, um, which is phenomenal. Uh, Steve Perry, dude, one of the best vocalists. But I think... The thing with Journey, man, is like they write an ageless wonder, which is, uh, you know, which is awesome if if you could pull that off. If, if your song can go down in the in the history books as like this song gets played, it's at, timeless. Yeah, it's timeless, right? But I, overall, man, besides like "Wheel in the Sky" was a decent song. Other than that, man, it's just like I don't know. Yeah, you but, know, like I tr- try try to like. Convince me that like. All right, we'll we'll have to we'll have to do like a, a music debate show or something. Mu- we could do one right whole now. episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. This, this, this be is fun. this one is off the cuff. We did off say that earlier. Off, off the it, rip. Yeah. Off the rip ski. We'll just have this one. Just a nice conversation. So real quick, yeah. Knockout Kings. Um, I'm excited to uh be a be a part of tracking your guys's uh, material. Um, you know, expect their music. I guess. Sometime, sometime soon. When God wills it. Yes. Yeah. So sometime definitely soon. Like we said, we want to take our time, but we also definitely do want to have something out soon to show people. So, yeah, I, I would say November is probably a, a good, a good time frame. November, solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I'm excited Sounds too. Sounds good uh, to me, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Mario. Yeah, I and appreciate. I just, I just want to thank both you guys for being a part of it. Fuck Mario yeah, playing the guitars, John playing the drums and tracking it. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, That's dude, what we do. I, we had a blast. Literally, wouldn't be possible without you guys. So thank you. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Thanks. That's what we do, bro. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate you, man. Love you guys. Oh, we, well, you're welcome. I guess. I got to. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I mean, we get the bait. About music, we'll go right off the cuff with it. All right. Sure. Let's let's hear. Let's do it, man. Step into the ring. You want to do uh, some ageless debates that like, you know, like uh, 80s metal hair band. I'm down. That's T's expertise. Yeah, me. All right. All right. So what do we got? Who's in the ring? Who are we debating over? Good. We, we have a genre. All right. My hot take, Poison's better than Motley Crue. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Don't get me wrong. I like I, I enjoy me some Motley Crue, but Why? You can't he, just He can't comes just out with a, a nuke. He can't comes out yeah. A hot take. Hot take. Nuclear bomb. Off the cuff. Alright. So why I, though? But like why? So po- poison let me let me let me get this straight. Poison's Brett Michaels poison. Yeah. Fuck. Alright, why? So, all right, so, I mean, Poison was my uncle's favorite band, so, like, I knew them a lot through him. I think he said he even met Brett Michaels a few times, and he was, like, showing me Poison, and, I don't know, like, Fallen Angel, like, that shit just hits different. Fallen Angel's a banger. 
Uh, I really like I really like the like upbeat like kind of fun stuff. Which I mean I know Molly Crew has that too, but Molly Crew also has a lot more like metally type stuff. The yes. first two like, albums, like, especially. yeah, like yeah. Shout at the Devil is like a heavy song, right? And and like I said, I, I like Molly Crew as well, but like I don't know, Poison just kind of has that more like fun party vibe to me, you yeah. know. Like talk dirty to me. I know that's that sounds hypocritical. Molly Crew also has a real party vibe, but like that they just have that like fun, like upbeat. If that makes any sense, like they're more upbeat to me, and I I always yeah. But like, so is uh, so is Def Leppard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Def Leppard. De- when it comes to eighties music, Def Leppard's my favorite. Really, yeah. Def Leppard is his favorite. That I did right. know mm-hmm. before this. Wow. Um, so uh, out of every band that could that came out of the eighties, the eighties. All right. No, no, no. Uh, this is a question for T. Okay. Out of every band that came out of the eighties, Def Leppard is your number one. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I mean, just I've been listening to them for like. Not not all right. Let me let me clarify something. Not that I shit on Def Leppard. Def Leppard is actually really good, but I'm just curious to know why. Yeah, no, and I. I'm sure some of it definitely has to do with nostalgia because I've been listening to them since I was probably like four. Okay. Um, but Makes I don't sense. know. Like they just like their songs just hit heavy for me, and I like they're like one of the few bands where when they try something that's like not in their genre, it's still pretty good. Like they, I, I know I've talked about this to death. But they did, in the early 2000s, they did, like, a really, like, poppy album. Like, it honestly sounded like the Backstreet Boys with guitars. And it's probably my wow. favorite, like, thing that they put out. Because it's just so good. Do you remember what album that was? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's called it's called X. It came out in, I think, 2002. Oh, yeah. I've I seen it. I, I don't think I've listened to it. Yeah, I'm like a I mean, diehard Leopard fan. But. Well, the grunge album is terrible. Now, for me, I mean, Honestly, I, I'm an early I even, Def Leppard I even kind of like some of the stuff off the grunge album. Just like it's just Def Leppard, and it's just it's just on a different level. Like I really like the I do like the title track off that album. But that album's called Slang. The title track isn't like grunge, but the title track is just kind of like normal Def Leppard. But yeah, even even their '90s stuff had like that's it's more on the guilty pleasure level for me. It, it's yeah. not for, something I listen to on the regular like X. Yeah, for but, me, it's still like the first like three albums. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Long through the night, um, yeah. high and dry, and then uh, pyromania. And they all have like very different sounds to. Them. I mean, the first two, they kind of sound like if you listen to like, listen to all the bands coming out of England during that time. Like the first two, like Iron Maiden albums, mm-hmm. especially like the first one. Yeah. It sounds a, like those first couple of Def Leppard records actually sound like that. Yeah, they did. They had that raw, like, rock sound, and then it just became a little bit more polished in the late 80s into the 90s. Yeah. But they're great live. I mean, I've seen Def Leppard twice. I've seen them twice Um, as well, yeah. But yeah, for me, I'm a purist. I mean, it's the old stuff. (laughs) Is that your band coming out of the 80s, is Def Leppard? Or you're just saying just their shit in particular? I'm just piggybacking off him. I mean, for me, it's tough. Well, all right, hold on. We'll, we'll get to you. We'll, we'll, come, right. we'll come back to you. So so you got Def Leppard coming out of the 80s, but your hot take is Poison is better than Motley Crue. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that would be my hot take. That is pretty spicy, man. Um, not going to lie, Motley Crue for me... All right, so there's two things. Obviously, when like back in, in that time, 
they shred it. You know what I mean? They were, they oh, were yeah. young. I, I'm not trying to disrespect no, Molly no, no, Crew I, at all. I love them both. Well, fuck, fuck, even if we do, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, yeah. um, but, uh, I mean, fucking, I, I had seen them back in like uh, 2000, what was it now? 2010, maybe, 2009. That's the first time I saw him was 2010. Right, and I I wish I got to see him back in the, you know, 90s or 80s. In the but, heyday, yeah, man. But, man, I was just real disappointed on what they sounded like. Because, like, I wouldn't expect... Because a lot of bands pull it off. Look at Metallica, for instance. Like, they still play shows now. Now, granted, people have their views about them where, you know, they didn't like the, the stuff that they have been putting out, you know. And even the Black album, now like a lot of people weren't fans of that album, surprisingly. Yet it yet it still sells. Yet it still sells today. Like, but yet it still it's sells. like still charting, right? Which is mind blowing. It's like thirty years ago. It's still charting. I would, uh, Ed, Ed. What would you say um, if you had a hot take? If you had a band to come out of the eighties, like an all time band, band or can be a solo artist too. Solo artist, yeah. Hmm, that's a good question, Johnny. Let me think. Because I like, uh, I'm a big fan of the Top Gun soundtrack, in particular Kenny Loggins. Okay. Danger Zone. Danger Zone, playing with the boys, that beach volleyball scene. Right. All right, there you go. There's his hot take. Playing with the boys is better than Danger Zone. He told me that. Well, oh, yeah, man. that, and my other hot take is Phil Collins' solo career is better than Genesis. Ooh, that is a hot take. Phil Collins, though, did have a solid career. Well, it, overall, Phil Collins, a solo artist, was more satisfying in an artistic and commercial sense. You know right, what I mean? Right. I I, I don't okay. even think that's a hot take. Honestly, I think that's a, a spot on analysis. Okay, Patrick Bateman. Well, you know, if I wasn't up for twenty hours, I would get the whole spiel that he gives. But in all reality, I do uh, like uh, Phil Collins and quite a bit. But I like Kenny Loggins. If I had to pick like an artist. Because he's just fun goofiness. I'm not really into hair metal or any sort of new wave. One artist from the 80s I absolutely love, Billy Idol. Billy Idol, man. I haven't heard that name in God knows how long. Jeez. Billy Idol has some really good stuff. I especially like his album from 2005. Because his 2005 album is it's just a pop punk album. Right. And I really like that, yeah. That's what a lot of people, uh, I, I think, don't realize is, uh, you know, a lot of the things that we are subjected to and we hear is like pop punk. You know what I mean? A I mean, lot think of about. I mean, even think about some of the stuff that we write. Like, think about like the the new wave bands in the eighties. Like, right. That's like, what I think. Mean. How much like a band like the Cars? Like, you could listen to like a Cars song and kind of like apply it to how it would translate modern day to something we would write and i i also i always say i don't know how much influence he had on the scene but i definitely think billy idol has like more ties to the scene than people realize because like he was in like a punk band in the 70s before he went solo and uh, i'd even say like yeah me and ed have the we talked about this to death but like dancing with myself in my opinion is one of the first like true pop punk songs yeah like obviously it sounds a little different than the stuff you hear today because it came out in like 81 but i know i know exactly what you mean because yeah. it's like it's like these this this modern wave uh of of pop music quote unquote now 
and and even some of like the the emo rap stuff like we were talking about last time like that stuff translates to pop punk now you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah. it, it goes for the same thing it was just a slightly different sound but still on the same road pretty much yeah i you agree know? with that 100 percent. all right so how about you john band coming out of the 80s band coming out of the 80s or if you have another hot take so my hot take is that seal is a, a just an og legend seal is an og legend and kiss i'd probably say is coming out all time they're an all they, they probably rank if not one definitely two okay I mean, yeah. I, for one, am also with you on that. Um, with Kiss? With Kiss. And the, the, All right. I'll, the reason why I think that Kiss takes it home for not just musically, because you, you can pick them apart musically if you really wanted to, um, but they are a good musician. Gene's a really good mu- musician. Um, it's just Peter. I mean, Peter Chris. I mean, I, I preferred him on drums, honestly. But just the way their performance translated live. Yeah, I mean, they was... really changed the game as far as live shows. I mean, yeah. granted, whatever people thought about them musically, you know, whether they were just, you know, throwaway rock music or they're trying to be like a modern day clone of the Beatles with their vocal harmonies or whatever. Right. But they're not doing it nearly as well or whatever. All the shit that people have said about them over the past 50 years almost now. Um, like, whatever you feel about that, you got you got to look at, like, their live show literally changed an entire genre. And how a live show is, I mean, just the lighting, the pyrotechnics, the theatrics. It's like, and, and there was other people doing it too, I mean, back then in the 70s and the 80s. Here I mean, and there, but yeah, Alice Cooper you know, was doing Alice it. Cooper, yeah. um, I mean, we just talked about Motley Crue. They did it. They did it too. Um, Ozzy, Ozzy, yeah. I mean, it, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I mean, they really did set this like bar as far as like, you know, we want to be the biggest, hottest. I mean, like they say, what they say, the hottest in the band in the world. Like when you go to a show, it's a spectacle, right? And, and I feel like that's really what's worked for them now, especially with, like, you know, age. I mean, Paul Stanley's voice is kind of going. He's getting it older. Is. Yeah. But the fact that they're, you know, 70 years old and still putting on this amazing theatrical show, it's still a, a draw. Right. Right. And called a nostalgia they act, still whatever do you want to call it. It's, 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 fun. It's, it's fun to go see. They st- Bro, they, that's one thing even... They're like 127 years old, but I mean, Gene is still and again spitting fire, and, and and still a lot of those songs are timeless. They're classics. What is that? Someone's phone? Wow, that's mad unprofessional. Unbelievable. That is mad unprofessional, dude. Fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I would like to officially announce Ed has been fired from the podcast. Yeah, and that there was uh, two. Now there's one. No, it's just me. No, but um, yeah, man. Uh, hold on. Wait, what? Now we have to wait till Ed gets back in. He's crawling <laughs> around like a. I'm so sorry. Freaking. Please forgive me. Guy, man. Jeez. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, Mary. No, it's alright, dude. No, I forgive. Yeah, let them down, dude. How could you do that? 
Let me down, sport. God no, I'm just kidding, my man. Soul. Uh, um, so yeah, th- I mean, that's really my my thing with Kiss is that uh, you know, it goes it goes further than the music. It goes even even further than the live shows, man. Just like who they were outside of being musicians. They were almost like a uh, like gods of like the entertainment world you know what i mean yeah i mean and a lot of that came down to like look look at their business model and like which blows me promotions away, and like yeah. they you know and again it's another thing they kind of were a game changer with was, was merch sales merch and like so unique coming up with new unique ways to be creative with merch i mean you would buy a record and it would have like a booklet and like you know I think I have one of my Kiss records has like like tattoos, like temporary tattoos, like stickers in it. Right. I'm like just like little shit like that. Like that was you know something totally new. Yeah. Getting something else, getting the brand with the band. Right. And and they do that well. Well, dude, it's it's almost too easy if you're them. I mean, obviously there's a lot of legwork that goes into that, but I mean they set themselves up just to almost have it like. All they have to do is just put on the costume. And yeah, I mean, those faces, those iconic makeup designs are instantly recognizable. Right. You know, I think Kiss actually does kind of bring up uh, a good point where, like, I think if you want to get, like, famous famous, it's just as much about the image as it is about the music. I'm not saying they have bad music. But yeah. and that's not I, a sellout way either. That's yeah, like image, like having yeah, exactly, yeah, having like, some and, you know, an image entertainment is value yeah, as, it, with and, your live show. Exactly, an image is definitely part of it. Like I'm not at all trying to say that they have bad music, but I definitely do wonder like where they would be if they didn't have like the live show that they had, if they didn't perform in like the makeup and everything. Because well, I remember they did. I think they actually tried that in like did. the eighties. Well, they did and, like, in the eighties, and those the albums 80s. like all flopped. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple good ones in there. I actually like. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. My, what was that it, one it, it, record yeah, with? Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I think, War Machine or that. Well, that's the last makeup record of the first run of their makeup. Right, right. What was the first? What was? Lick on, it up. Uh, that was okay. That yeah, one right. I love. Okay, that um, yeah. one's that's great. a good record. That's great. Yeah. That's a great record. Mm-hmm. Um, Revenge is another one that I like too. That uh, one's a little yeah. heavier too. Yeah, yeah. But that's like early nineties. That wasn't with uh, God of Thunder on it, was it? No, that that's that's early, right. right. Yeah, it's like that's Destroyer. Early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mid seventies. What but, am I um, saying? Talking out my ass. But all right, so I guess that leaves me then. Um, Mario, what do you got, bud? I mean, uh, it's tough because I have a few. I mean, that's the thing. Like growing up with parents, like that's kind of like all they would listen to, and kind of still now. Like I just grew up in the car at home. It's. Like 80s rock bands and like 80s metal was like that thing. I feel like that's exactly where I'm at too. Cause like, I, my music taste is really like, you know, kind of like embedded into the 2000s. But like, you know, my like love for like hair metal and like Billy Idol and shit like that, like that all comes from like my dad pretty much. Yeah. Same, and like, yeah. I have, you know, I listen and, and, and not even just hair metal, like 80s, like thrash metal, 80s rock, you know, even like older 80s punk. And, like, stuff like that, like, I guess, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, I love Motley Crue. I mean, Rat, another great band. Oh, Rat's my dad's favorite. Rat's, it's tough, because I go back and forth sometimes. 
I actually did make the hot take one time that I thought Rat wrote better songs than Motley Crue. Wow. I well, dude, Motley Crue. Like I said, man. But it's I, tough because, like I. All right, who do you think's better out of out of the, out of these two? And I've seen both bands live, so like I mean now, it, I mean it's now, but it's hard to judge compared right. to the eighties. That's what I'm saying. When um, I seen Motley Crue back in 2010, uh, they they weren't good at all. I seen them and Aerosmith, and both of them they were they were terrible. Um, but uh, this has always been, I guess, probably a, since the eighties. Which one's better, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue? Molly Crew, hundred percent. Wow. Okay. And yeah, why? I agree. I don't even. I can't even name you more than three songs from each band, but I mean, other all right. I just want to punch them. Appetite for Destruction as an album. I mean, if if you like actually look at it, like the deep cut stuff, I feel like is better to listen to than you know here in Sweet Child of Mine in Paradise City. Welcome to the Jungle a hundred times over. Yeah, because they're they, great. They get they're, played out. They're though. amazing songs, but. Right. There's so many deep cuts on that album that are like much better. better. Mr. Brownstone's a fire song. Yeah, I mean yeah. like like Rocket Queen, My Michelle is all yeah. great. So Out to Get Me is another good one. Out to Get Me is a fire song. Um, I mean, shit, even Night Train, like they're all good. You know, the, Night the, Train's a the great more song. deep cuts, if you want to call them at this point, deep cuts. Not even. They're yeah. all. Kind of classics in their own way, like yeah, that, that album's kind of weird. Where like I think every like song off that album's like a hit, but it's hard for me with Guns N' Roses because like that album's like completely. I mean, pretty much flawless. I mean, the Use Your Illusion albums are pretty good, and then after that, it's like there's nothing really there. They didn't really do much for a while. I mean, they had Chinese Democracy, but like other than that, I mean, they're writing an album now, but again, that's. Uh. 30 you're looking at 30 plus years of like we almost have almost as much music out as guns and roses uh, i don't know about <laughs> that yeah but i know what you i know what you mean. yeah like yeah. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit but i'm i'm at, it's not that far off right so i have a question for you because i know like i feel like you'll know the answer to this wasn't axel rose like the singer of acdc for a little bit he so brian johnson had hearing issues Matter of fact, on that tour, I actually saw them with Brian Johnson up at in the Meadowlands because they weren't playing Philly on that run, and then he had to leave to go get like um, medical evaluations for his hearing, and they brought in Axl Rose, and that's when they came back around and played the Wells Fargo Center. They came back to Philly and played, so I missed that show, but um, yeah, yeah, he um, pretty much finished the tour for that. Okay, so. So he wasn't on any like albums or anything like that. No, because yeah, I remember he hearing tour. about that. And I mean, there, that was there, so there, bizarre. Well, there, was, well, there was talks that him and Angus were writing an ACDC album together, but who knows? Yeah. But I mean, I guess for me, um, it's tough because I mean, another there's a couple other '80s bands that I really enjoy. Like I like Doc and I like Cinderella. Uh, Warren's a good band. Like Queen, Rush, yeah, Dokken, Rush, dude. Dokken has like the most. 80s sound but it's so good no i, I didn't like, say that as a bad thing. no i know it's cheesy it's, i love no, it it's you listen to it now it's it's dated in the production and even like the overall song structure but like as far as like musicianship goes like george lynch's guitar work on those songs is, is sick it is and, like yeah and you know for a while like coming up even in the 70s into the 80s like 
he even he'll, he even says this in interviews like he looked at himself as like neck and neck with Eddie Van Halen, and everybody you know because Van Halen just like fucking skyrocketed in popularity. Right. Well, it's actually I guess that's my favorite band of the eighties, Van Halen. Van, yeah. I don't even know how the fuck I forgot them. Right. <laughs> that that that's like the ultimate eighties party band right there. But Jump is a banger. I mean, look, I even like the I'd stuff. Say for I like teacher. I like the Sammy Hagar stuff too, but David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. Those is, first. Those that, first that like late seventies, right early eighties Van Halen albums are fucking untouchable. Right. Absolutely untouchable. From Van Halen one to nineteen eighty four is untouchable. Yes. In my opinion. That's some of the greatest fucking music I've ever like you know what I mean? Like I think I remember seeing a thing about Dawkins that said like the reason that they didn't really hit that same level of like popularity as like, you know, like Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and Molly Crew is weirdly enough that they were ahead of their time. Because they were putting out, like, really, like, you know, 80s-sounding shit. Like, you know, like, the stuff you would hear more in, like, the late 80s and, like, 81 or something Well, the like other that. thing is, too, is they... It's it's weird because they kind of had the look and they kind of had the style about them, but they would always say that they didn't want to be lumped in with, like, Poison and those kind of bands. But it's like, you know, you go listen to, like, an 80s station now on the radio and it's like... They're right in there because now, I mean, nowadays, hell, you hear Metallica on the same, you know, rotation on a playlist as Poison, which is 30 years ago would have been ridiculous. Let me pose this question. Um, well, for, make sure we're all like talking into our mics. One thing. Um, you not so much, Ed. You're good because that's that's a fire mic. But um, pose a question. What killed, not necessarily, I guess, killed, but what got that music to i guess necessarily not be as captivating going into the early 90s and mid early to mid 90s why you know what i mean yeah i mean with the grunge movement i mean it went did grunge have that much an effect on yes and no all those bands i'm gonna tell you right now i mean the number one thing with the like before grunge kind of finished it off the 80s was killing itself like musically because it became style over substance right i mean if you you know if you and your four other buddies got together teased your hair up and wore makeup and you know like tight colorful clothes and strapped on a guitar and could even fake your way through it if you looked good enough right the record labels ate that shit up right and it got to the point where you had the bands like Dokken, who had, like, George Lynch shredding on fucking guitar and, like, shit like that. But they were getting lumped in with these cheesy bands that were fucking, you know, more about fucking chicks and, you know, doing blow than they were, like, writing music. That's true, yeah. I also think a lot of what killed it is just time and trends. Like, trends are always changing, right? Like, nothing's gonna be around forever. You know, things are always gonna change. And I always notice, it seems like when a trend comes out... It's like the stark opposite of what was around before, right? Yes. Like, yeah, like, and, and grunge became that like, radical yeah, change. Like, it was stripped down. Yeah. It went back to the roots of like rock with like yeah, you like know, punk, like rock hair metal. Punk. Yeah, I mean, you had guys like that just came out and they just looked like normal guys. I mean, yeah, you yeah, just like, dressed stripped like down, metal, t-shirts and jeans. It was like way like upbeat and fun. Then grunge came out and was like real like dark and serious. Right. And it kind of reminds me of like, you know, like in like the late 2000s, like Easy Core was like the wave and like the pop punk scene. 
And then, like, five years later, like, soft grunge came out, which, in my opinion, I think the only reason that gets lumped in with pop punk is because all the soft grunge bands were playing, like, pop punk in, like, 2010. But I digress. So, like, (laughs) five years later, like, the soft grunge movement comes around, and, like, that's what was, like, cool. I just, it seems like trends always seem to, like, go in opposites. So, like, like, 80s hair metal. 90s grunge 2000s pop punk right like it went from fun to dark to like fun to like sad i I mean the other thing too that kind of carries into today is like the overall experience of of going to a show i mean in the 80s if you think about it like with these big arena rock bands you know even if you're in the pit area you're not you're not getting remotely close to the band on stage Mm -hmm. there's a whole barrier there's a massive stage production the band's playing back here and you're in the front row but you're still back here right where some of these bands you know were playing you know coming into the 90s they're playing in basements they're playing in these small little clubs with like yeah people right on top of each other rinks and yeah i mean there's people moshing and people are crowd surfing on top of each other these packed little rooms it was a total different, totally different experience, like a live experience. Right. And it was something that the younger generation kind of picked up on, like, hey, like, we're kind of over this whole, like, cheesy, like, party all day kind of thing, like... Rock and roll we're, we're, night we're trying, party we're trying to, Yeah, we're trying to take this back to, like, music. Right. And that's what happened. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, as much as I think 80s music's fun and, like, that, you know... You hear it and you just kind of want to like knock back a few beers, you know, do a shot of Jack Daniels. But like at the end of the day, it's a product of the times and like, you know. Yeah, man. Um, it's evolved. Yeah, it, it's it's just crazy, um, you know, because like you were saying to you, like every every single thing that branches out from, you know, the genre or the era before it's always radically different. You know what I mean? Even, even going into like, you know, like the regular pop, right? Like the pop of like the late two thousands, early two thousands, 10 was like really like fun and cheesy and like, right. Stupid, but like stupid in a good way. Not stupid in like, Oh, that's fucking right. I mean, you can listen to like a Backstreet Boys album now and it's like, all right, that's kind of hokey. Or even like, like, you know, even like Katy Perry's like old stuff, like that stuff is like just cheesy. Or even like, I mean like, and it's funny because it's actually my favorite album still is the First Lady Gaga album. It was. It was. That's your favorite album. By her, I'm not oh. talking ever. <laughs> I was gonna say, Come Jesus. Yeah, and, and then like after you know after that but like, wave, but, like, but 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 that yeah that one was like a fun pop album, and now you know obviously she's older, matured more in her you know style, and she's kind of doing you know still keeping that theatrical element, but also still doing more matured themed songs. But that first one was just like a fun pop album, like a bubblegum yeah. pop album. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just, yeah. And then like after that wave of, you know, like the fun, upbeat, like party, like kind of pop, then you got stuff now, like, you know, like the Billy Eilish and like all the emo yeah, what rap. What the fuck is that shit? Not the emo rap, uh, like, yeah. but yeah. like, you it's guys weird got for Billie the sake Eilish of being and... weird. Yeah, I'm not. I I'm not. I mean, if you think about music. it, it's like going out of your way to be weird for the sake of being weird. It's not like you're you're not you're not doing anything. You're not being an individual. You're not like right. 
this isn't even something you probably believe in. See, you're you're laughing all the way to the bank. Right. That well, that's what I was gonna see. Like that's is, all it's about. Is that dude right now? Like, does he still put out music? I mean, I know he had. I don't even know. Actually, let me be honest. I don't even know what songs he put out. I, th- I actually I think I know one. I forget the title, but our last night they did a cover of that. Oh, so that's the only. Oh, about Billie Eilish. Yes. At the girl. Or that's how much I know. <laughs> so she's like uh, a seventeen-year-old girl, right? But um, well, that that goes to my point because it's like, you know, the right whoever I mean, it whoever goes back to the point where like um, they put know, out a song and then where are they now? Right, and it's like that happens all the time now. I feel like when who was the last true like classic like rock star type of person, bro? We were just having this conversation. We we, we did talk about this a little bit before. <laughs> who's who's been not even classic rock person, but cl- just like who's been the last? Well, last I just mean like that classic, like that's like that classic rock band, the rock and roll band. Like who's the last person you look at the go? That's a rock star. I think that that's genre. not a passing fad. That person's I, like Travis writing Parker. timeless shit. I think yeah, that actually okay. would be like Blink One Eighty Two and like Linkin Park and like Fred Durst. They were probably the last like I mean, rock guess, stars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the, I guess are they considered rock? You know, what I mean, I guess they are. I mean, they're playing rock. Well, I mean, they're like they're, I mean, they're I mean, if like, you look at it now, like yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like a band like Blink is still rock. You know, I mean, it's pop punk, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's all. Alternative rock. I'm saying that like rock and roll. Like you had bands like uh, Shine Down, Nickelback, um, like Daughtry. Like that was like more geared toward like rock. Seether and, cl- and all Seether, those. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, uh, what's I that, mean, like, Puddle of Mud. I mean, I guess you know? I mean there's bands bringing back the classic sound. I mean, you got like the 1975, like the Struts. Um, I think it was the Rival Sons is another one. The 1975 is very slept on. Yeah, I and I mean, like, those sound. kind of bands are doing that. They're they're kind of trying to bring that sound back. Um, and while still keeping it fresh. I mean, like, there's there's bands like Greta Van Fleet who, like, the style's there, but it's, like, it's it's not even, like, an homage. It's, like, clearly, like, you just, like, listened to Led Zeppelin four and, yeah. like, went and right. wrote. It's just copied. Yeah. Hold yeah. on, let me just uh, copy and paste here. Right. I yeah, just like... want to say, I don't want to like derail the conversation too, no, too much, but you mentioned our last night, and I think they're actually like really smart. I feel like they knew, they kind of knew, like if they tried to do things like the traditional way and just put out like albums and stuff, I feel like they knew they would kind of get like lost in the mold. So they just went for viral, and they just started covering a whole bunch of shit. And right. It, it really worked out for them. Right. So I, I gotta say, I think they're actually like incredibly like smart for doing what. They're yeah, doing. I mean, it's a way to thrive in like in a in a day and age where I mean, people are so stuck on what they've been listening to for years that they don't want to go out and find these new bands anymore. And it's like they found a way to keep because like obviously all their songs that they cover are, are mainstream radio hits. Yeah. So yeah, they kind of do it like almost like not really for the meme, but you know for like the novelty. Well, and but to their credit, they I mean, there's a lot of bands that cover songs, but like to their credit, every song that they drop and release that's a cover is a, like a smack, and and the way they write it and everything like that, like it smacks, you know, for what they're going for. But yeah. I will say their original music isn't that great. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've you've heard, it, but just I not great. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard their cover of "Humble" by Kendrick Lamar. Right, and that's yeah. a banger. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, and like the the 
I can't speak for their original music, but for their cover music, like the music itself, well, like you know the the parts that they do write is like pretty yeah, good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. Um yeah, man, I I hope uh rock and roll is is not a thing of like like just like with shows, man. Like people aren't going to be like, you know, what's a show? What's rock and roll? You know what I mean? Now everything's, you know, which everything's not I was going to say everything's not like techno or like EDM or anything like that. I mean, there's a lot of good people and artists that do that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought yeah, Billy Eilish was a guy. All right, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That that just shows where we're at now, man. We're dinosaurs. Well, I do actually think, um, as far as speak like for yourself, you, speak for yourself, Mario. Sorry, T. As far as you <laughs> said, like the future of like shows and stuff. I think, I mean, probably doubly so now because of lockdown and everything. But I definitely, even like before that, I thought like. Con- like concerts and shows and stuff, we're gonna start kind of like leaning towards like streaming more. Why? That's in. That's an interesting take. Why though? Well, just because I feel like it's just kind of the way the world's going, right? Everything's going towards a lot more like streaming and like digital. And I guess there's still some kinks they would have to work out, like how they would sell tickets or if they even would sell tickets. But there's ways. Yeah, I, they, there's they definitely do that, there's yeah. definitely ways. Like I know Bowling for Soup, like their lead singer, he does a thing where like you pay the amount you want, and then you get like a ticket to go to watch right. the stream. So there's definitely ways. I know, like I said, like I'm sure there's kinks they'd have to to work out, but. That just kind of seems to be the way. And, like, how you mentioned, like, with the 80s, they did this big, like, theatrical-type things. And then the 90s came around and just kind of stripped it back with, like, the basement shows and everything. Right. I think that just the next step is just, yeah, just, like, doing, like, streaming, like, kind of online stuff. See, and... All right. I hope to God that that's not... I I pray that that's not the new norm going in the long term. Right. At all, because like now, all though live streams are fun to do and they're fun to put on, and especially from doing them here, I can only imagine if you're in Bowling for Soup and you know, you just you have, have a full production, you just walk out, strap up, and play and play, right? So, and here it's a lot more stressful, yeah. but I do enjoy the process of that and you know, just being able to do something different, I guess, ultimately, but like, there's nothing. That takes, you know, that same stratosphere of being at a live show and seeing a band that, you know, you picked up their CD and it's fucking fire, right? And now what, you got to watch them through a live stream? Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's cool. Live streaming is awesome. And and of course, like in a COVID world right now, I mean, that's kind of all we got. That's what we got. You know. But now, with everything starting to, you know, turn the corner and everything like that, I, I like I'm very optimistic we're... Show's going to be, but I've been saying this for the last seven months. I'm, I've, I've been very He's optimistic. holding strong on that one, dude. <laughs> and I'm holding strong, bro. <laughs> I really am, dude. I mean, yeah, man. you know, fuck, bro. It's like, uh, although, like I said, although, I mean, yeah, we could theoretically live stream. And yeah, you could sell tickets. There's ways to do it and everything like it's that. It's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, there's bands there's no energy. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, it's not the same. And I definitely, I agree. Like, there's there's nothing that beats, like, seeing. That's the whole point of going to a concert is getting to see your favorite bands in person. But I will say, I do think there is advantages 
Cause your your music, just your your like live stream and everything, it it's gonna reach a global audience, or at least it'll have the potential to. Right. And I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what CDs a- are as for. People to... can listen to a CD anywhere in the world. Well, yeah, I know, but right. I'm saying like, you know, like maybe you go live on Twitch or right. something. People... I mean, for bands of our stature, it, it's for bands it's, of our for yeah, that that point is yes, a huge but... is a huge you know pro. To that, you know, yeah. live streaming because, again, I mean, being independent without a label and, you know, all the PR team and everything backing you up and promoting your stuff and getting you out there, it's the way to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, me and in a we much were talking faster about, way. You know, we were talking about dabbling in that because, like, my, my outlook is, like, yeah, like, I, I agree, you know, people can listen to your music on Spotify, they can find you there. But if you're doing, like, we were talking about doing, like, once, you know, once we get, like, a full, like, official band together, doing, like, you know, maybe live stream shows every, like, weekend or something. And, uh, like, even doing, like, you know, like, theme sets. Like, we had it, we had, we had an idea for doing, like, the, the songs you're gonna hear at a local show. So, you know, like, Damn It, Basket Case, <laughs> My Friends Over nice. You, Sugar We're Going Down, you know, like, all those songs. But all, my, all, all how many songs, we covered? All the songs them? are in our set, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so we were just talking about, you know, doing like stuff like that. And the thought process behind that is like, you know, people can find you on Spotify, sure. But like maybe you go live on like Twitch or YouTube or wherever you want to go live. Someone's just browsing the directory. They just happen to see you. They're like, oh, little band called Knockout Kings. Let's see what they're about. And they check you out, and then they like you, and then boom, you got a new fan. Yes, so, uh, all right, you bring up a good point, because in that aspect, see, I think what needs to happen is, so there's DistroKid and everything for Spotify and everything like that, but Spotify has to be able to, uh, Spotify has to be able to figure out a way to get, um, Videos just, on the Spotify, Spotify has to figure out a way to get videos on their platform and a way to directly live stream to Spotify, almost like Facebook. But just picture Facebook without like the comment or maybe not even the comments, but like the news feed and shit like that. And it's legitimately for streaming. You got podcasts, you got podcast episodes, you got music, you got music videos, you got live stream concerts, live stream comedy. Like there has to be an app where it could be like an like all inclusive app that you can go to to check out without being spammed by like, Oh, you know, uh, fucking Antifa burned down Washington again last night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck. Yeah, like a place dedicated for music. Mu- all things entertainment. Yeah, like you said, yeah. not, you're not having to sift well, through the shit, your timeline. Right. All the puff pieces and... Well, I mean, right. that, that kind of is... Bait. That kind of just is like what Twitch is, pretty much. Yeah, but the, the, it, does Twitch have... Because I don't know anything about Twitch, but does Twitch have like a library? Like, le- so like... So what I'm what I'm saying is, is like you have Spotify and Spotify has like you know, let's say us, right? For example, Mario, they have us, but all we have access to is what we put on there as far as music. You know what I mean? And that's it. Like, we don't have, like, can you upload a music video to Twitch and, like, have that on your profile? Is it, yeah. Yes and no. Like, you would have to jump through some hoops. It wouldn't be labeled as a music video. It would be labeled as a highlight. But you could, you could theoretically upload it if you wanted to. 
Because, yeah, because what John's saying is, like, like you said, like, Facebook. Like, think of, like, the structure of Facebook. But it's just music. There's no news. There's no... It's just all Even things sports, entertainment. There's no, yeah, or, yeah, or just all things entertainment. So there would be sports. But, like... Comedy, sports, like... Uh, podcasting. Podcast, right. Movies. Right. Move, yeah. right. Right, right, right. That's yeah, a pretty I mean, good that, business idea. Well, I mean, it's probably already invented because all the inventions that I come up with, they I just look them up and they're already there. So, but if not, yeah, I mean, fuck. Um, like, I mean, it does sound like I mean, it would it would need some refinements to get like what you're talking yes. about. But it does kind of sound like Twitch. Yeah, I mean, like I like Twitch definitely does have like a gaming focus to but, it. But okay. like, YouTube but there, there is that. there is a spot for so, like everything on Twitch. Mario, what did you say? In a, in a way, YouTube's YouTube. kind of that. So, right. So, in that sense, so if you have a profile on Twitch, right? Now you have a profile on YouTube. Now, YouTube, you have... Right, YouTube is like that. But the thing that's... YouTube, the, only, the issue with YouTube is... It's everything's not, it's, video. Right, and it's everything also... And it's also... Video. Everything has to hit the algorithm and reach people for it to get any views well that's like any other yeah thing and i mean too. it sucks because it's not really conducive to putting up music videos like it's more of like here's this place i can put my music video to show people it's not really a place to grow its you know views and like likes comments and stuff yeah like if you're already well established and you throw a music video up well, then, sure yeah, that's, you're yeah. gonna be fine but if you're a local and your main avenue is to try to go through YouTube, it's a lot harder. Well, I mean, see, so again, YouTube... Without having to pay out of the ass for it, you know what I mean? Right. So again, with YouTube, though, you have a whole bunch of other things on there. You have any and right, everything yeah. from Vice to... Everything. Car to, you You can know, think of anything tech. YouTube it, and it's probably and a, it's a million videos. So what I'm saying is eliminate all that. Kind of have a platform like YouTube. Streamline it for entertainment. Streamline it for entertainment purposes only. We might be on to something, man. It's probably already taken. I, I'll be honest You might be you. on to something. Hey, man, you can always make it better. I mean, MySpace it was, the hot, was hot shit, but that didn't stop Facebook from overtaking it. That's true. <laughs> so the whole thing, speaking about That's Facebook, fine. good segue into that. So we were... Uh, you had brought something to my attention. I kind of want to look this up, but um, to see if there was an article behind it. I'm not going to do all that though. But so Facebook, they're what they're doing is starting October 1st. Uh, after our live stream, um, stay home and stream part four. After that stream, after we were going to upload it, um, I had went to Facebook to upload it. Say yes, I, this is what I want to upload. And um, it said, check out Facebook Creator Studio. And it's for Facebook and Instagram. And um, so what the Creator Studio essentially is, is like, instead of just go being able to go on your profile, like, you can sign in on your phone, go to your profile, click go live, right? And now you're live on Facebook. Now, the the I believe the only way to do that is through a computer, you need, or or to have Creator Studio. I don't know if that's kind of how YouTube has their um, YouTube, YouTube studio. studio. Yeah, yeah. But this is so it's like YouTube's YouTube Studio is different in the sense that like it shows you like the stats and you can edit things there, but you can't go live from YouTube Studio. You have to go live from YouTube. So Facebook, you have to go live from Creator Studio and everything like that. So 
Yeah, when you guys sent me that, I'm like, bro, what? Like, they're because they they had sent me something in the band chat where it was gonna. They said, uh, now this might be true, but this is what I interpreted out of it and and read, is that, you know, is the Creator Studio October first. Everything's gonna be through there. But you guys had messaged us or messaged me and or the group chat, I should say, and said that Facebook you can't put music on there for anything. I'm like, what the fuck. Yeah, it, it sounds like they're trying to really prevent you from using, like, going live to ha- set up some kind of um, music listening experience with your audience. So, like, right, right. So, like, they don't want us to hop on our page, go live, and play an entire set, or go live and like have a listening party for our, you know, EP or whatever. Right. And it's like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Yeah, it's like you're 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 like crippling like an already struggling industry. Doesn't this just make you miss uh, Tom, Tom from MySpace? Yeah, Tom Anderson, I believe his name was. Yeah, it it that like I kind of get the reasoning behind it. Like I know they don't want you to use like licensed music, but I feel like they're going about it the wrong way. Right, because it's if it's your own, I mean, yeah, you do whatever the fuck you, you want. You do whatever the fuck you want yeah, with it, exactly. and it's like. I don't know, man. I want to take Tom and like put him in a cage match with Zuckerberg and just let him fucking. Duke I don't out. know, man. Zuckerberg has that reptilian strength. <laughs> that is true. It's a cold-blooded killer, dude. That is true, Ed. You are on. I guarantee that is the would, smartest thing. But he'd... everybody would be pro Tom on that one. Pro Tom, hell yeah. Oh no, cap. We I miss MySpace to this day, dude. Yes. Top eight, yo, man. I used to have the cool eighth graders as my number one when I was in fifth grade, just so I can flex on my on the fifth graders. I used to hack it and make it a top twenty four and make it like a top thirty two or make it a top one. Well, and, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Towards and the very like end of going the on a band's page on MySpace was so cool. That and was like the awesome, whole playlist dude. and they had, they had all kinds too. of cool. I mean, you can sit, you can literally code. That's, that's kind of like literally what. What I'm talking about is like kind of like a MySpace, like you guys were saying. It's like that because if you went on a band's profile, like MySpace was more for like, you know, uh, creative minds. Let's say, like, yeah, yeah everyone. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, it was it was really the hub, right? I mean, think about like if you go back ten, fifteen years to you know, Facebook or MySpace's heyday. I mean, think of all the bands that exploded because of that. Because of MySpace. And even like me starting out, the first band I was ever in, all our stuff was on MySpace. Everything. Everything. Yep. And it didn't matter if it was good or not. Like, in some way, MySpace, the, the way their algorithm was set up, it would like really help you try to get some traction. Like, right. <laughs> like there was times I mean I would get emails Dude we got featured on MySpace Talk about trying to like give us traction Like dude we were featured Yeah I mean it's a thing like that Like that's that's incredible Fuck I mean yeah. it's fucking nuts And like Absolutely For me I was in a band that had no business Being even listened to Right <laughs> let, let alone that And we'd have people email in the band on, on MySpace Like hey you know we got a show coming up That you know the truck balcony in Philly, you want to play the truck balcony and open for so-and-so? Right. When now I'd be like, holy shit, like, but that's also kind of like the, you know, the norm. Right, right. But back then it was like, dude, that, are you serious? That, yeah, it's, it's hop like on. My, it's fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. 
Yeah, MySpace definitely had. You like don't get a, that with Facebook. It definitely had a more like music vibe to it than any other social Absolutely. media site. Well, yeah, you can actually post music on your page or your wall, and that's just a link or a video. You know, I mean, you can post like, legit like videos and what music videos you liked. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. and you I'm can gonna... embed you can embed music videos in your page. And, like, yeah, definitely, definitely geared more towards music than like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Well, Twitter's just for angry art school dropouts yeah, to vent opinions, and Facebook is just mom sharing minion memes. That is true. And MySpace was the dank shit. Yeah, well, that's where the emo explosion happened in 0607. I agree. I had, when you open up my MySpace page, myspace.com backslash anarchy kicks butt. That was punk rock, but I didn't want my mom finding out that I cursed. But I had like six music videos shit. So as soon as you open my page, it was, like, it was just like Hearthstone Heights and like old flop boy just being blasted as soon as you clicked on it. was bombarding you. It was great, dude. That's awesome. Old Fallout Boy and uh, and like that, oh, just that error, just that like. Rest in peace to probably yeah. the most fun part of our like teenage like. It's the reason why like I play mu- play the music up. I play. Yeah, now. I mean, me too. You know the music. The reason why I play the music I play now is directly stems from that error specifically. You know what I mean. And yeah, I mean, there's no was, shame in that. That was my first real taste with local music. I right. mean, you discovered your buddy's Dude, bands and... Bro, talk about something crazy in that time period, let's say from 2000 to 2008, the local music scene, you know what I mean? Was... Take I MySpace even, I out. I, I can't even imagine that anymore. I mean, you would go to like... These people were fucking... <laughs> the, the, these people... Like, dude, for for instance, the local scene I remember seeing around here of, like, the pop punk bands was, like, I Call Fives, Major League, Attention, Attention, the early November, like, just one after, boom, boom, boom. It's crazy. I mean, think about all the VFW halls. Yes. Skating Skater's Choice was packed. Yeah, Brad, dude. Brad's yeah. shows. Shout out to Brad. He's still showing, throwing yeah, shows. Yeah, man. Still. That, we, yeah, we, yeah I think he's, like, part-time now, though. Like, it's every couple months. We, we, we did a show back in... Right, we did right his last show. show. Yeah, right we now. did his we did, last we show. We did his last show. Yeah. But, um, oh, nice. Congratulations. But, yeah, I mean, those... Back then, it was, like, explosion. And then now, all of a sudden, I mean, I noticed right around, I want to say, it was, like mid to late 2010s is when it just kind of really just started, started going to disappearing. Crater. Like 20, 20, like 14 to now. It it's like non-existent. It's, it's, I'd say the past couple of years is kind of starting to come back a little bit. A, a wee bit. A wee bit. But like, yeah, man, from like 2014 to now, it's just went completely off the map. Yeah. And it's a shame because I mean, it it was just so fun. It yeah. was just like, mm-hmm. and it makes you wish that you were just like. It makes me wish that I had known. Like we talked about this before. Like I wish I knew back then what I know now about everything with music and like. Yes. I would have been able to navigate that so much better. And so much easier. Been more involved than I was back then. Yes. Um. But hey, man, fuck. We'll see. Well, we have the opportunity that we do now, and we're making the best of it. We are, man. <clears throat> we're uh, we're super busy this weekend. You know, we're doing some shit. Uh, I really, I mean, like I've been hinting to everywhere. Um, 
we have some new music coming out. We're constantly in the studio. We're in the studio again. Um, so yeah, man, that's all I, I'm really gonna say. And then we'll we'll let the surprise uh, build up. We'll, I'll show you guys the that thing um, after this oh, yeah, show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that should be coming. Oh, some of it should be coming really soon. With I something would, within, I would say probably two three weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Well, uh, before we get off here, because this has been dope, and I know everyone's struggling past trying to get past the finish line, but um, it's all good because we made, you know, about an hour, a little over an hour. Some fun random minutes. topics. Fuck today. yeah. And this is off the cuff. It was all over the place, but it was... Right where fucking, it needed to be. Yeah. You're talking right about the finish needed. line. I couldn't even get past the first freaking hurdle. Uh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie's uh, still at the starting line. Yeah, and I look, just look at Eddie, this Eddie's had one eye closed <laughs> yeah. all night. Shout out to the starting line, good band. Yeah, usually band. I'm out here talking, and making random jokes. I, but uh, uh, yeah, it's be, it's uh, the Braves are doing trash, bro. That's why you just you know. Well, they lost eight seven, so you know. Yeah, but anyway, um, any thoughts on last night's game and going into the weekend? Anything change? I had Houston last night. You guys I was, had. I was Chiefs. pretty close too. You were. I know, Although I had it close, the score you did have the score close. The, it was a lot more lopsided than the score showed. Right, but I mean, uh, yeah, it was pretty close to my score. Yeah, what would um, you, you pick? Uh, I think, I, think it was I, had, 20... I had thirty to twenty-four. It was thirty-four to twenty. Was the final? Right, 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 right. So I was yeah. I dude, I think I had Houston winning like thirty-one, thirteen. Man, Deshaun Watson, he misses DeAndre Hopkins, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, the offensive line didn't protect him very well. No, um, but it, they really were. At, I mean, going into the third quarter, I mean, it was just they they just looked out of it. Yeah, I mean, see, at least and, at least you know when you're down and you have to throw the ball. Okay, they have Will Fuller, cool. They have Brandon Cooks, okay, complimentary. They have you know Kenny Stills, eh. Right. These are these but, are complimentary. These aren't. You're, these they're aren't not, number they're one not, They're receivers. not DeAndre Hopkins. No, dude. DeAndre Hopkins is a once-in-a-generation talent. Right. I mean, you know, and with Kansas City, I mean, they're just, they just show their offense is just, just doing, continuing yeah. to roll. Right. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. That was their 10th straight yeah. win. That was their 10th I mean, straight amazing. win since I mean, last and year. Did you, I, read, I read a graphic. I think they're, like, with under Mahomes, like, eight, like, they're, like, what do they have? I think it was, like, like undefeated in September or something. I think so. Yeah. And like so far, he had yeah. some like ridiculous numbers. No, dude, like, they're insane. Like absolutely ridiculous. His septem- yeah, you're right. His September numbers are insane. And, and I mean, it's just it's crazy to think about. Like, you know that that's not going anywhere. I mean, those guys. You know, we were talking about Super Bowl hangover. That that, that looks like it's completely out the window. Well, we're one. We're one. I mean, game you know, right, we're one right. game. You, you don't want you don't want to overreact. Yeah, they but, have they but, have a tough tough schedule. Yes, but I mean, if they continue to play how they played last night, they should have no problem. I mean, yeah, they're still going to be a threat in, in the AFC for sure. And they play. I mean, we'll have to see how the Indianapolis Colts do, uh, do um, as far as the AFC South. But I mean, the AFC West is typically um, usually hard. With you have the Chargers, but now they lost Philip Rivers. You have. It's uh, interesting to see the balance of the power Broncos. shifting in the AFC. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it really. Yeah, you're right because it shifted to the Chiefs, the Texans, you know, Baltimore, um, Baltimore. Right, they're like yeah, the three I mean, powerhouses right now. Yeah, 
Um, but I mean, now I, I think the dominant, you know, conference is the NFC. 100%. Yeah. I mean, the NFC, the past at least three or four seasons. Dude, NFC South stacked. NFC has, East, good. Really good. NFC North, real, pretty good. You NFC mentioned the West, NFC South. How about, stacked. Week, how about week one game of the weeks, Brady Ten, and Breeze? Brady and Breeze. That's a great matchup. Yeah. I mean, and... Um, Return of Gronk, baby. Return yeah, of Gronk. I mean, there's... The NFC is so stacked. I mean, and like the quarterback plays always really, you know, has been... And the you know for years was AFC dominant, now it's kind of NFC dominant, and like well, it's like every year it's like who the Patriots playing in the Super Bowl, now it's right, like, and, you, and then you had the Mannings and you had those guys like the AFC and the and Roethlisberger at his prime, and the AFC then was like, you know, some of the best, pretty strong, the top five quarterbacks, at least three of them were right, strong, yeah, yeah, and now I mean, it's crazy like. Even even with people looking at our division, the NFC East being the NFC least, like still a tough division. Still a tough division. I mean, us and the Cowboys, and right the, right the, down the, the stretch, should be a a, yeah. a two horse race. Right. I mean, if everything goes well, like it, you know, right, like it should, we should be right there in December. Right. Going into January, I mean, but we'll see. Yeah, man, I'm excited for uh, opening week kick opening weekend the kickoff. Um, you know, thir- I mean Thursday night last night. You know, it- it's just crazy how quick fo- quickly football just came right up under us. But it's here. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, no preseason, no no real Train- build up. Nothing. It just kind of just dropped out of the sky. Yeah, uh, here you go, Houston, uh, Houston. You know, and uh, Kansas City. But um, nah, man. Yeah, we're gonna be busy this weekend. Um, you know, and, you know, busy in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, and then, you know, we'll plan on something, getting you guys back in here, finish up this track. Uh, I'll, I'll do what I can from now until then to, uh, you know, do some fine mixes and, and mix what I can. If anything needs to be like touched up, like I said, we'll, we'll take care of that. But, um, you know, for what it is now, man. I mean, make make sure you, make sure when when they drop their shit, you guys check the shit out because, you know, there's a there is a lot of hard work that's going into it, and you know, I I, I could speak for it. I mean, it's 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 some solid material. Yeah, so. and I'm looking forward to hearing it too. I mean, if you like if you like that at its purest, you know, at its core, if you like that pop punk sound, it's like, you know, perfect for you know that's that sound. I mean, it's. I'm excited to hear the final product. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you. you. Thank you very much. That's yeah. essentially what I've been always been craving since I was 12 is just to kind of, I don't want to be a nostalgia act because, you know, but I always wanted to kind of reminisce of the days of Have being a drive through band. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to fulfill my dream of being in a band on drive through records. Yeah, we talked about that the the first show, dude. drive through fucking records. Yeah, like I love drive through. That was always like yeah. my dream is to be like, Playing on the drive through Invasion Tour in 02 with, you know, Alistair and freaking Newfound at the starting line and Finch. Early November, yeah. Yeah. Midtown, movie life, you know, hidden in plain view, homegrown on there. Homegrown, dude. Oh, my God. They so were, all, we, all we've really done this show is date ourselves. Homegrown. On every topic. I know. Yeah, it's funny because when we're talking about, like, MySpace and, like, I was thinking, I was thinking about myself how, like... <laughs> 
when you go on my profile, it's just all Hawthorne and like Fall Out Boy, and I'm thinking like, well, I still listen to that music 15 years still. later, so I can't even. It, but it's, it's not even like I, I came back to it. It's just like a constant. This was like stayed. the perfect podcast of like a bunch of guys pushing 30, like co- trying to come up with a round table of topics. <laughs> Off the dome. Yeah, and we uh, made Billy Ellis a male. Yeah, dude, I mean, dude, I, I don't, I don't listen to new wave music, or I don't listen to really what's on the radio anymore, man. It's uh, yeah, man, kind of depressing. Bro. It's kind of depressing. Yeah, well, yeah, cause like I don't know, just the the music that's coming out today, like it's not fun. It's just it's got a it's real corporate, like, man. It's it, it's, it's got, well, basic. It's, yeah, it's not it's, even necessarily that. It's just it doesn't have like a. Because me personally, I, I'm staying power. I, I I like to party. I, I like fun, upbeat music. Something you know, something I can get hyped to. And like you can't get hyped to Billie Eilish. Exactly. It it's oh it's a miracle that I even like emo rap because emo rap is also pretty like serious and kind of like sad and all. Well, again, I mean, like that's what we said. Like that translates now to like this generation's like pop punk. Yeah, it kind of speaks and, to them in the same way, and it kind of has that same message. That same aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. That and also too that emo the emo rap. Some of the songs do knock. You know what I mean? And oh, then, absolutely. You know, I don't even like you by Lil Lotus. That's like my favorite in the whole genre. Yeah. I plug it every chance I get. I I haven't heard it. I have to listen to it. It's a really good song. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like there was something I'm missing, dude. But I don't know. Go birds. Oh yeah, go birds Sunday. Shout out, to, shout out to the Braves scoring twenty nine runs. Oh, NL record. Braves, we should have never had him back on. Fucking never. Dude. National dude. League record, baby, twenty nine runs. Oh. Yeah, dude, get the fuck out of here with the Braves, bro. That's that's garbage. I'm mean, wearing the jersey on I me mean, right now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's no real hiding. Uh, yeah, but you, you didn't button it up, so really, it just says Anna or Al Al Alt Anta. So, hey, baby, that's hot. Well, that being said, go Phillies too. Go Phillies, man. Um. No, so what else? Yeah, so we're, we're packed here. I, I said this, I think, two days ago, but we're packed here coming up on this show. But we're going to have a, uh, a cool little series coming up, like I said, in like November, December, and having some return guests on. You guys, uh, Knockout Kings, are the first to be back on. Um, so, fuck yeah, shout out to you guys. We're going to be working together in the, uh, you know, um, coming future. Thanks, King. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Nostalgia I, November. Nostalgia November. Yeah, going into the new year, man. That's crazy to think about. COVID, COVID times has been like a good six months now, and we're about three months away. <laughs> well, I said it from in the, the last new show, it's like its own month. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, dude. I mean, we have the the new year is three months around away. the corner. Christmas yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah, got to start I'll, going Christmas I'll, shopping. I'll never forget, you know, New Year's Eve. I was saying how like 2020 is going to be the rebirth, and uh, yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. No, say so at least if anything, it. And and also too, just another message out there because uh, I mean, yesterday was September 11th, so shout out to all the veterans and. Everyone out there who, uh, you know, has done their part and has, um, you know, fought for this country to, you know, uh, unfortunately, I, don't, I mean, not to be where we're at now, but to the overall goal of to what we get to, you know, do on a daily basis. And, you know, um, dude, 19 years ago, bro, it's like I remember exactly where I was. Bro. I saw, yeah, it's crazy. Taking out of school and I, I remember Hold it was up. like because like my sitting in my living room watching it on TV. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember my class. Like they had these little like mini like beanbag things that said like the day, and 
each day, like, somebody different got to put them up on the board. And I remember that was, like, my day to put the beanbags up on the board. And I was, like, really excited. And I don't know why, like, you know, just, like, the little stupid shit that you remember. But, like, that's what I remember. But it's crazy how something that, like, historic and tragic and, like, you know, well-known that it is, um, it's, like, you remember these little things, like... Yeah, I mean, I was six when it happened. Yeah, and... You know, it just makes you think like, you know, the shit you take for granted every day. Yeah, that that's something where, you know, you, you can't, you know, you, I mean, that's why, I mean, when, when I'm on here and when I express gratitude and stuff like that, like, it's because you never know, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's genuine. Just, I mean, you never, I'm, I'm fucking lucky to be here. Right. Sitting here talking on a, a podcast. Right. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And... You know, that's what it's about. So, I mean, you guys out there, you know, um, you guys are the real fucking heroes, man. Um, you're the reason why we get to, you know, sit here on a Friday night and, and talk talk shit to one another. Um, but, yeah, man, this has been a, a fun episode, Off the Cuff. This I'm about to name it Knockout Kings Off the Cuff. That should be your EP fucking name, Off the off Cuff. The cu- I fucking or like off it. Off the Rip or something. something like off the Jump, Off the Cuff, something. I like that. Something Off the Insert. Off the heezy. Anyone got any pressing topics or anything like that? Are depressing you, all, or pressing? Pressing. You're, uh, everyone's uh, just looking at me like I'm, I'm supposed depressing. to steer the ship. I'm uh, steering. You're the captain, man. I'm steering it, months. but I'm, I'm, ste- uh, I'm going to dock. I'm dock. I'm getting ready to dock. He's the Honda, my Chewy. <laughs> let's see. Can you do, can you do a Chewy? topics. <laughs> Very nice. I had, I had a question for the very first topic we spoke about. Go ahead. That was like Molly two hours Brew ago. Versus like poison <laughs> debate. Go ahead. Bringing has it full a, circle. Has before anybody we go in off poison has ever has have has anybody in poison ever done a sex tape like Tommy Lee did? Did Brett Michaels? Brett, boom. Brett Michaels that's was the on answer. the fucking show. That that's it. The debate's over. Give it to the crew. For the Tommy Lee sex Give it tape. to the crew for this. T- but Brett Michaels was on that show. He that that reality show. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? Well, obviously, okay, obviously, yeah. Tommy I don't Lee. Know, he's fucking Pam Anderson. That's pretty cool. He's fucking Pam Anderson. He's yeah. got sex tape and all that shit. That Enough is awesome. Said. Motley Crew for the win. That's pretty- on that note. On that note, John. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, brother. It's been real, guys. God bless everybody. Always See a pleasure. Ed? Always a pleasure. Always, but thank you, thank you for having us and to everybody watching. We hope to have some singles coming up in the next couple months. Uh, be on the lookout once we get like once we get an official like band back together. We're gonna be doing some live stream shows. You guys, if you could throw something acoustic together, uh, you can come here. I could set everything up and you can go live and it sound like how it's gonna sound on the record through you know whatever. I could set cool. that up. Even if you did something acoustic or, you know, maybe we could we could talk amongst ourselves and maybe put together a set, you know. That would be really cool, yeah. Yeah, we'll see we'll, where God takes we'll, us. We'll definitely be talking about that. Just, just a thought. Just yeah. some ideas for yeah. down the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, the pipeline. So, yeah, so definitely be on the lookout because we got so many ideas that we're going to be doing in the coming months. Fuck yeah, man. I'm excited. Knockout Kings, check them out. Uh, you guys have uh, Facebook, Twitter, anything like that? Uh, I have a Facebook page that is unpublished. Yeah, so we're, we're, we we started over our Facebook page just because for all intents and purposes, like, we consider ourselves the same band that we were like way back in like 2014 when we were like three names ago. 
But uh, for all intents and purposes, it's you know it's a new lineup, new name. So where where just... could people find you primarily? Maybe if it's not a band page or anything like that. Like where could people find your content? So I am pretty active on Twitter and Instagram, both T Will official. Um, I do also have a YouTube page where we upload the Pop Punk podcast every Tuesday. That's also T Will Official, but we don't have a unique link yet. So if you type in T Will Official into the search bar, you should find us. That's T underscore Will underscore Official. And then uh, I am also on Twitch, where right now I've been kind of taking a little bit of a break. So really, we've only been doing the Pop Punk Podcast live on Twitch, but that's another place you can follow me if you'd like to. Again, same name, T Will Official. And yeah, I think that's all my socials. I have a Facebook, but I'm not very active on Facebook, so I'm not going to plug that. You can find me on Facebook at Edward McWilliams Jr. I went all legal for Facebook. And um, you know, Instagram is the real McMush. <laughs> and if you want to add me on PlayStation, it's Daddy Mush. He went to the PlayStation code. <laughs> oh Jesus. You know, you know you've been up for uh, now 23 it's hours. <laughs> yeah. We reeled it back into modern time now. <laughs> Oh my god. God bless. God bless. Peace, guys. Peace.